This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who know that the only safe place left in the world is in Gritty's costume. Hello again from the Flyperbole Bunker in South Philadelphia. This is Flyperbole. I'm Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsyth. And we are fully getting into space madness territory. I, you know, Craig, what, what are you even doing these days? Man, I don't fucking know. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm, I've already lost my mind. Uh, we're only like two weeks into this puppy. And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I was I doing am, like loops yeah, in a park. Like I, I was a very small loop where I was just going down these stairs, walking a few feet up another set of stairs and then the, and the very small stairs like three or four stairs and i just did that in a loop for like five minutes and then just kind of kept walking around i uh i was looking out my window i saw people out there and i was like man i remember i remember interacting with people and actually being able to like high five them or you know give them handshakes and stuff and uh, I, you were always just taking a, people up and giving them bear hugs in the street it was you know it, a long time ago we're talking multiple weeks ago now i used to be able to do this and uh, it's just a different world out there i'll never forget it you know uh but that's life uh you win some you lose most uh it's not how you start it's how you finish uh i, I don't know but you know this you is gotta the know when to fold them no one to hold them yeah there's the, 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 I couldn't have you know, said he just died. Out. He just died. I did see that, unfortunately, yeah. A couple days ago. Did He He didn't drive from this, though, did he? I'm fairly certain. I think that would have been a bigger deal if it was... I think it would have been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was, uh, he, was, uh, he was an older fellow, though. So. He was, he was. And he got a little bit of fame, yeah, so... Had great chicken. <laughs> Very good chicken, yeah. The best chicken out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Folks, we are losing... <laughs> This is it. This is the show right here. This We're is, you guys shit. are going to see a full-on mental breakdown from me. Um, if not this episode... Well, we're doing another one Sunday night, Monday night, probably around there, maybe next week. Uh, you know, it's 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 that time of year. It's not that time of year. It's that time of the pandemic <laughs> where everybody's just losing their minds. Like, this is worse than the summer. This the is summer, a lot... Yeah, it's, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, the summer... If this is August... All right, I get it. You know, I can see the timeline of when this is going to end, but like not, it's still just the whole not knowing when anything is going to come back is that I think that's what makes it maddening. It's also, you know, you get to complain about the Phillies throughout the day going, God damn bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. And, and this year we're hoping to uh, get that, that glimpse of Girardi. You don't even have that shit. Nothing going on. Craig, what do you got on in the background tonight? What's your, your background viewing for the cast? Well, I was going to say as an Orioles fan too, like that's probably what numbs the summer is just, it's like, well, I can talk about hockey or I can see how many games below 500 the Orioles are. So, you know, I don't even have that Avenue, but right now I'm watching, uh, they just keep running back, uh, cup winning games on NBCSN. So I, they just showed the end of uh, caps golden Knights from 2018. And now, uh, unfortunately they're about to show, uh, 2009. So I watch, uh, Max Talbot score a bunch of goals. 
and uh, Chris Osgood be worthless, and that's about it. There you go. That's uh, that's what we're looking at. Now here. the most overrated goalie of all time, Chris Osgood. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so. Seemed to be uh, have a couple good teams in front of him. <laughs> it's kind of how his career played out. But yeah. What are you What are you watching? I got I got me some uh, some Matt Man and the Wasp on in the background, and the thing is, I keep inadvertently finding quarantine appropriate content to watch. Uh, I've been. <laughs> I've had Brooklyn Nine Nine on in the background throughout the day, and I saw at least two moments today that were quarantine appropriate, including one where straight up uh, Jake and Captain Holt were put on quarantine and left the house in like surgical masks and gloves and shit. I'm like, good lord! And <laughs> Just hitting home. Ant Man and the Wasp, like the first five minutes, are are Paul Rudd in on house arrest and like losing his mind because he's doing the same shit over and over. <laughs> Yeah, I well see. So like, I I started doing the cigar thing. I didn't do it today or yesterday. That may be what's playing into it. So literally the last two days, I have not left my fucking place. I think that's what's going into it. Is I just have to actually get outside. It helps, even if you do a little loop in the park on two sets of stairs. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah. I should really just go outside and start doing suicides in the middle of the road. I mean, nobody's gonna be out there now. Yeah. So just live it up. So do some do some wind sprints, do a couple burpees at the uh, the corner intersection. See if Love, I can draw some attention. That should be a fundraiser right there. Kickstarter is watch Craig do Hold burpees in the street. Hold up minimal traffic so I can try and do ten burpees in public. Yeah, that would be a pretty good. I'll bring in some money. Yeah, definitely <laughs> for the children. Which children? It's for the, kids. the children. It's for the kids. Yeah, I'm breaking all the the, the norms we're supposed to be doing now, so I can. Showed everybody I'm out of shape. So, Steve, let's, I mean, do you want to talk about the the updates here for the league? There's oh, we got updates. There's spicy, a bunch of updates. Spicy updates. And I, I hope everybody's sitting down because this is some big news we got going on here. Uh, the NHL announced, I believe they announced today, that they have postponed a few uh, upcoming events. They've postponed, postponed a 2020 NHL scouting combine. The NHL awards and also the NHL draft. The combine was supposed to be June 1st through 6th. The awards were June 18th, and the draft was June 26th and 27th. Uh, they didn't really say anything about when they would be rescheduled, but that's what's going on there. So they're already canceling events in June, or postponing, I should say. And then uh, there was a Q&A about what the league, or just to keep fans on the up and up of what's going on with the league and how the league's reacting and everything related to the coronavirus. Uh, and uh, this is from the Q&A on mass testing. They said, our medical experts do not recommend mass testing for all NHL players. Besides the fact there would be insufficient testing resources to accommodate such a direction, medical community does not believe that such testing is medically indicated or in accordance with parameters issued by applicable health authorities uh, on players being quarantined. Uh, according to this article, this is from two days ago, I think, they're saying that players are self-quarantined through March 27th, and it might become a longer time frame if, uh, in, if the uh, coronavirus kind of predicts it or kind of necessitates it. And uh, I think I saw today something about April 4th, so they may have already pushed that back. I was going to say March 27th is uh, tomorrow when we're recording this. And yeah, so they pushed it back. Yeah. Today when you're likely listening to this. So, yeah, the players are not out, you know, high-fiving and hugging each other yet, so they're not doing that. Uh, and then at the end of the self-quarantine, uh, yeah, so they're not doing that. They said Listen, at the end of the, the players would meet up and start the hanging Stanley, out again. The Stanley Cup playoffs victory handshake line 
is maybe the, the worst thing that could happen. Oh my god! Right now. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if uh, the league decides to throw out the double birds and just start going on with the regular season, <laughs> you know this. It. You know there is no chance in hell the NHL brings the playoffs back if they can't have that handshake line. They need that tradition. Damn it! That is true. Old hockey men will prevent the Stanley Cup from happening, even if it could possibly happen. Just because, like, no, no, no. This is this is how this is how it's been done. This is how we're gonna do it. Everybody germ it up. It is the noblest uh, tradition in hockey. It's the noble game. That's what they call it. That's how I introduce it to new fans. I call it the noble game, and then they don't understand why. So uh, on the they rest call of- it the noble game. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? People keep sending me this video, and I'm I'm glad they do. The uh, the Doc Emmerich narrating the windshield wipers. Oh no, I didn't see that one. I saw the Joe Buck one, where like uh, some kid was like uh, getting carried by his mom. And he like hit her, and he was doing like the play by play of that. I did not see the Doc camera. Oh, okay. People have been sending it to it. the the flight account. I will send it your way. You will you yeah. will greatly enjoy it because enjoy it. It, it's a lot like what I typically you know talk about with Doc Emmerich on the show, but it actually happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, just announcers nationwide just looking at random everyday occurrences, and they just have to. Uh, they just got to break it down. Just give it a little play by play because. Uh, it's not happening now. That's probably pretty good, though. You should. As I peruse the aisles in the market that they often refer to as super, I cannot find any food suitable for human consumption. <laughs> A drive to the market has not been fruitful. <laughs> just trying to put, like, toilet paper in your basket. It, it, it just wouldn't go! <laughs> uh, on the... All right, wait, let's see... Uh... On the rest of the regular season and postseason, uh, the form and format of resumption of play scenarios will depend entirely on what transpires between now and we are when we are permitted and able to resume, and ultimately on timing and taking into account logistical constraints. We are going to have to be flexible and react to events as they unfold, as well as the best medical advice available. Uh, and then on 2020-21, season goes into July or August, how you know, how next season will be impacted by this season. Uh, we do not anticipate a scenario in our resumption of play format that would endanger or interfere with the league's ability to stage and execute the 2020-21 NHL season in its entirety. So, boo. the thing with that is, it again, play in its entirety, it didn't say anything about starting it later or finishing it later. It's still, I'm reading this as, they're assuming they're still going to have an 82-game regular season, four rounds of best of seven. And then that's and that's that. But Just two, maybe two uh, shortened seasons, guys. Come on. Yeah, I mean that's. I really think they can still pull it off if they do that. But um. And then, and then back also, to normal business as usual. They were doing. Um, they were talking about if this hypothetical uh, unpause of the season results in players playing in July and August. What does that mean to their about their contracts? Because theoretically, this season is supposed to end in late June or you know, before July 1st and free agency and everything. So uh, apparently there would be no loophole or any kind of way you could play it where a player that's on a team on an expiring contract wouldn't be able to play for that team. If games were to resume, which again, who fucking knows at this point. I really don't. I I don't know. It's uh, hard to say one way or the other, honestly. I, I feel yeah, like it's I, a half is glass full, half full, half empty kind of debate. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, because I, I asked you for a show, too, but even a couple of days ago, I was like, yeah, I think they're still going to do it. And, like, today, for some reason, I'm like, I don't see it. I, re- I really think that we're just not going to get a cup this year, which is, uh, 
I mean, I guess fine considering the circumstances. You know, it seems like pretty crazy times. But uh, according to Bob McKenzie, the league has also asked for team uh, asked the 31 teams for August home dates. So keeping that possibility alive. Uh, what else here? Second Ottawa player came forward uh, as being positive for coronavirus, and also there is an, an Avs player who has tested positive, uh, according to Bob McKenzie. So I believe right now there have been three players who have been who have tested positive for coronavirus. Um, so it is a good thing that they shut down when they did, because that number would be even worse right now. Um, Bauer also uh, a uh, produce hockey equipment. Uh, they're turning to making a face shield for medical workers treating patients with the coronavirus. So that's a bit of good news too, because that is need, good news. They, they need they yeah, that's going to become a huge problem now. Well, especially given the lack of medical supplies out there for the people that are on the front lines. Uh, fighting the good fight against coronavirus and these selfish assholes who went out and decided to hoard everything so they could uh, sell it for a huge markup on Amazon that now have it sitting in their garage doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a specific guy I read about on a a New York times article that I just, I love the best part of that article. Best part of that article was that it ended with him basically saying, I don't want to be known as the guy who hoarded a bunch of stuff. And then well, buddy. I mean, he had a New York Times article written about you for doing the, that exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> was that the uh, was that that the guy with the the hand sanitizer in like Kentucky? I think he had like seventeen thousand bottles or something. Yeah. 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 That guy can go fuck himself. All those people can go fuck themselves right now. I mean, this I don't know. But it's this, good to see uh, Bauer out there doing uh, yeah, doing work on that. The war's work, yeah, doing something. Um, Constructive. Yeah, so, yeah, constructive. And uh, I was trying to see where I wanted to. The only other things I had were the Memo- Memorial Cup actually got canceled. First time in its history, it won't be handed out. Tournament started in 1919 during the the, the Spanish flu uh, pandemic, and then they played played through it, and then I guess played through World War II as well, and then just kind of went from there. Um, but this is the first time it's actually going to get canceled in its entirety, and then also. I wanted to mention this, even though it's not hockey related. The Olympics got pushed back to 2021, and uh, our friend made the announcement. So I just wanted to read a blurb from USA Today Sports. Uh, our friend, veteran, the Red. <laughs> our other friend, quote, veteran International Olympic Committee member Dick Pound told USA Today Sports Dick on Pound, Monday afternoon that, of Dick, 2020 Pound that, Dick. <laughs> Tokyo Olympic Games are going to be postponed amid the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, there you go. That's the big news surrounding the coronavirus right now. Uh, pretty much things are just getting canceled or postponed, I should say. And, uh, yeah, I, really, I mean, I really don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's happening now. I think, uh, they should, it kind of feels, cause to me, I'm still seeing the May timeline, like mid May, even though it, it sounds like things are getting bleaker. G- give so, me that summer cup. Give me that summer cup. I'm all about it. You want to see the, uh, yeah. I mean, if they would I want bend, it. if they would bend and just, uh, start next season a little bit later and end it a little bit later i i think i'll be for it yeah, yeah. give me that I summer like cup the, yeah i feel the NHL will try to fuck it up though like they would do all this and then try and still start it on time after the cup was handed out like five weeks earlier you like, guys already had your break yeah you had over a month off come on now it's like 34 days you had a whole month off come on you had a whole month off where you couldn't go to like turks and caicos or anything you could just (laughs) i mean you just hung around the house but it was time off yeah staycation you got a you got an unnecessary staycation should enjoy that i'm picturing the league like a big big time douchey boss they are a bunch of cheapskates at the end of the day 
Yes. I mean, yeah. We're going to yeah. get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, James Hetfield is here? Wow. 16 hours. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds like Eddie Vedder to me. It is not Eddie Vedder. It's James Hetfield. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Um, uh, yes. I have a, a quick side note, by the way. I did. I just realized that the movie, long. the movie I I chose has uh, noted uh, coronavirus downplayer Evangeline Lilly in it. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's got all the the trademark. It's got all the check marks of coronavirus uh, crisis in here. So, thanks, yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp for all of that. Uh, it's it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. But you know, uh, also fuck taking this lightly um yeah exactly yeah 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 uh i i don't know going with the cup like i am choosing to remain optimistic that it's gonna happen mostly because i just want it i want like just jump into the goddamn playoffs and let's just yeah. let's go ham of course you know i say this and then it's gonna work out to where you know we, we see like another penguins or Capitals well, yeah, championship watched, uh... because of this shit yeah, we watched the, the Flyers in the first round. If, if it's the Bruins, by the way, after the way Jeremy Jacobs has acted, I think we should just rescind the cup. Like they, hey. just anybody but the Bruins can win it. Yeah, I mean they they almost did it in 2013 after he helped uh, slow down the uh, start to another season. So who knows? He would probably imagine just be being a... a garbage person like that, a literal garbage person made of trash <laughs> and smelling like it as well. I mean, he looks like Trey. He's a pretty old. He's a pretty old guy. I mean, you know, that's coming for him soon. So we'll just have to wait for that uh, that clock to run out, and then uh, we can go from there. But, he was born in a dump. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he looks like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love trash. Also, what a dumb name. I mean, you know, I don't know. Jeremy, Jeremy Jacobs. Two Jays. It's. Uh, I mean, the only uh, Jim Jackson. That's that's, that's the only good one. Yeah, and Jim Johnson, RPD. and then outside of that about it unless so. any of you fine listeners have a double yes, unless J-name. any of our listeners share the same initials then we also include you in the good guy bunch or good girl or whatever yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> it's 2020 i'm not trying to limit yeah so come on yeah come on now come on now. uh you want to talk about paul rudd <laughs> i love paul rudd it, it, he's never aged he looks the same as he did in 1996 it's, it's yeah. wonderful he's delightful yeah have you ever met not... somebody that doesn't like paul rudd it's impossible I, I actually did know somebody that didn't like Paul Rudd. Actually, I know one person. Huge thing. Yeah, do I mean, they were huge. Do we know the bad. same person? Well, I'm, he's not. Well, I, I doubt it, but yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing if it was just one dude. There's nobody. So wait, who? What did they not like about him? They just don't like him. Just don't like him. Oh, okay. Just don't like him. Uh, they the person that didn't like him that I know said he wasn't that skilled, which I guess I get to an extent, but also I think he's like fine and everything he's been in. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Paul Rudd. He's great. Yeah. Those, those two people are maniacs, is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Complete yeah. maniacs. So. But uh, I'll tell you who might be a maniac in the Flyers lineup in a couple seasons, Steve. Jesus. I wasn't going for a segue. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I did right there, but I wasn't, but fuck it. Anyway, Taron Luzinski is on Tyrell Goldborn. <laughs> Tyrell Goldborn. He's back, folks. So we're pretty happy hockey's not going on right now. No. Taron Luzinski. Signed his ELC with the Flyers, entry-level contract, 22-year-old center. Uh, he's been playing at Ohio State University. Just This was the middle of his fourth season, or end of his fourth season, I guess. Uh, 
It's a center, six foot one, weighs one ninety, taken with a somewhat nice pick by the Flyers, a hundred and sixty ninth overall in the sixth round of the twenty sixteen draft. And uh, he's been a prospect we've been hearing about for a while because he's been pretty good at uh, at Ohio State. He's been one of their better players, been one of their biggest point producers over the last couple of seasons. Uh, I believe he's finished with, uh, I didn't end up putting, oh yeah, 143 points in 138 games over his four years at OSU. And it wasn't like one season really tipped the scales there. Uh, freshman year, 2016-17, he had 32 points in 34 games. Sophomore year, 47 points in 41 games. Junior year, 30 points in 27. And then this year, 34 and 36 before the season uh, got postponed. Um, and pretty much at the NHL level, he's expected to be a middle six guy that can kind of do all the the little things, but also has a pretty good shot. Uh, he seems to be, I mean, he's got some pretty good playmaking capabilities, but he also has a really good shot that seems to be the, the thing that everybody comes away after they watch him is that uh, – got a good release i guess um and he a lot just pretty much about uh count penalties like the intangibles board play uh just I, i'm picturing kind of like whenever scott lawn or michael ralph will leave he may not be the worst option to replace him replace them in the middle six that's kind of the way i, la- I label taren lazinski i think he has more offensive upside than those guys but that's kind of how i picture him playing into the flyer system and uh, i feel like he's a guy that you know he's he's a hextall pick and when hextall was here uh the process got made fun of a little bit by some people that just wanted to see the flyers keep swinging for the fences and, and go to win now and i feel like this was the guy that they really nobody called out lazinski i guess but this is the type of guy they were like tired of seeing just a guy that we would would talk about still had a couple years ago before he got to the pros and even when he got to the pros he would just be a reliable middle of the lineup type guy who may not like steal the show so i'm excited for him to start playing in the pros he should be with lehigh valley he will be with lehigh valley next year and see where he goes from there and uh, i think he has there's a path for him to play in the nhl pretty soon and when he is pretty good it's pretty good find the six uh the sixth round and um for so the ncaa scoring too is a little bit a little bit distorted, I guess, because they play, they don't play nearly as many games. So to put in comparison how well he did, uh, he led the Buckeyes in assist in points this season. And then also two years ago when he had 47 points in 41 games, he was tied for, um, uh, he was tied for 11th in, point, point, uh, in both uh, points and assist that season. So he was up, he was up there pretty, pretty high uh, in scoring. And then also uh, US, OSU was a pretty good team this year. So he led a, it wasn't like he led a pack of scrubs. Uh, they were second in the Big Ten after uh, Penn State. They had 38 points overall. So leading a team that isn't really regarded as an offensive powerhouse either. So he was able to put these many points on that team. And uh, now we just got to see what he does in the uh, in the AHL at the pro level. So uh, American Center played seven games for Team USA at the uh, 2017 World Junior Championship. I believe it was 2017, yeah. Um, and coming into this season, there were a lot of questions about whether or not he and Wade Allison would sign. So now that he's signed, uh, everybody's waiting on Allison. And according to Melter thinks he is going to sign. Um, uh, Allison would need to sign by the middle of August. Uh, when somebody asked Melter about Allison signing, when he was talking about Lazinski, he said, uh, the Flyers have spoken to his agent. Something will get done. So it sounds like uh, they should be able to come away with two of their better picks in the 2016 draft. Um, 
Man, I'm really looking. I'm looking forward to the Wade Allison too. I want to see how he looks after. Uh, we we've been on the Wade Allison train for a while. Yeah, I feel like you've been talking about. Injuries. I feel like you've been talking about Wade Allison for 16 years now. Yeah, it's about 16 years. I mean, I think I got on the Wade Allison hype train in 2016, 17, and uh, haven't gotten off. I know he's had some. He, he had season-ending surgery, or not surgery, a uh, season-ending uh, injury a couple years ago. Kind of impacted how much he played last year and this year. Um, so yeah, uh, looking forward to that. And then also, in addition to those two guys, uh, the Flyers have to sign. Uh, Linus Hogberg, I think that's how you actually say it. And David Bernard, the hog, yeah, Linus Hogberg, I've been calling it. So uh, they have until June to sign both those players. So those are the only prospects that are soon to be free agents if they're not signed for the Flyers uh, later this season now. So Allison, Hogberg, and Bernhardt. I think they might sign Hogberg. Don't know, though. He's been pretty good in the SHL the last couple years. Um, His possession numbers over there took a dip this season, but still he's a pretty ridiculous skater and he's been playing i think he's got the fifth most ice time but he's been used in the top four over there um and apparently according to the athletics alexander appleyard hogberg announced that he is leaving the the vac show lakers today in the shl and he has announced where he's playing next season so maybe he might be in talks with the flyers and maybe his deal's coming up here soon but uh, I think he would probably sign a deal, and I think Allison will too. I don't know about uh, Bernhardt. Bernhardt, uh, 22-year-old left-hand defenseman, zero points in nine games with the Lakers as well before he went to uh, the Liga, played with Saipa. I think that's how you say that. Seven points in 33 games. Nothing Sal really. <laughs> uh, Sal Pau Antonio, that's the team he joined over there. So they really have they have a big rivalry against the Mike Missinelli's, so we'll see how that goes out. But uh <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that's what's going on with the prospects. So there you go. They signed Tanner Luzinski. Looking forward to it. Hey. I like Tanner Luzinski. What's up? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, cool for Tanner Luzinski, but I I had a bit. You finished talking about Tanner Luzinski, and I had. Oh, something. I'm done. That's well, I just there done. you go. I okay. <laughs> I done. <laughs> I done. So okay, my my what I want to do. This just came to me a couple minutes ago, and I don't know why it didn't come to me sooner. Uh, so we didn't get to see who the Flyers gave awards to this year. Uh. I'm pretty sure the regular season's going to be done. Let's oh, yeah. go through the Flyers awards. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that. Let's do, yeah, it. We can do it. We could do it. All right. First award, Bobby Clark Trophy for most valuable player. Who you got? I would say Couturier. I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, Couturier. And then after that, yeah, probably Provorov. Like, pro, like, no, that's, say- that's the proper order. Yeah, I, I want to say Provorov because it would be somebody from that top pair, and I would take Provorov over Niskanen when it comes to that. Uh, and then uh, after that, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. We only need one. So only need one. Right. <laughs> Barry Ashby Trophy, outstanding defenseman. I mean, I, I would say Provorov. Yeah, unless you wanted to go for uh, the whole playing pretty well since he came here thing give the Niskanen, but I think with yeah, it's, it's the way, yeah, like how poor rough season was last year compared to how well he rebounded this year, and uh, now he's got the contract past him, and he's still pretty young. Like, I, I would give it to a pro rough. It's Robert Haig, body bag. Body bag? Body bag. Got a good, uh, a good uh, Robert Haig update, by the way, in uh, the game section when we Ooh. go over the games that were played this week for the Flyers. Yep. Very exciting, very exciting. Okay, Very we both, exciting. We both good agree... Day. We got some sharp provolone getting that award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I love provolone already. 
the Pelly Lindbergh Memorial Trophy for most improved player. This is this is an interesting one, and I'm not quite sure who I would give that to offhand. Uh well, again, you unfortunately, s- if he had actually played the whole season, I think it would have been Limblom in a landslide. Yeah, you're right. It would have been Limblom. Uh, but you could I, say Konechny, but I feel I like he say. didn't take a huge leap. I feel like he took like the next step. Yeah, which is a good point. I guess my only counter would be like, who actually, who else is getting this thing? Right, like because like he he definitely did Niskanen? take a step. No, I mean. Because he had a down year last year. He did, but, like, he went... Like, this is back to being where he's supposed to be, I guess. It's not Right, like, but... It wasn't, like, a huge... I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah. 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 I mean, well, nobody else... Uh, well, like, Myers was too inconsistent. Uh, San, I mean... I, San I had like, won it the previous year. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, probably... <laughs> they're just like, he's really good. He's really stepping it up. He's getting better by the day, folks. Uh, but Konechny, yeah, I think I guess Konechny. I mean, we should also mention Lawton because this is flight probably, and we're just, just give it to Lawton. You know what? Just give it to Limblom anyway. Yeah, fuck it. Give it to Limblom. Fuck yeah, it. Give it to Limblom. Yeah. yeah. This dude's gonna be on a. I, I believe he's on pace for thirty goals. So like that's yeah he is. I think he's what they're aiming for with that award. Fuck so. it, Oski boy. <laughs> that's how they're gonna present it. <laughs> Oski boy. <laughs> Missing you, Limblom. Uh, the Yannick Dupree Class Guy Memorial Award, which is always one that is more of a uh, media one than. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, guess we can go based off what we see on like post game interviews. And oh, such, well, I was gonna like, say we could just go with Limblom. Yeah, you know what, Limblom yeah. again. Give Limblom. You know what? Let's fuck it. Let's just give Limblom all these awards. Yeah, I mean, who cares? May as well. Guy deserves it. Fortunately, it might be one of the bigger stories of the flower season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gene Hart weird. Memorial Award, which is. I forget what. The, uh, okay. The player who demonstrated the most heart during the season. I mean, Chris Stewart? <laughs> yeah, Chris clearly. Stewart Chris Stewart. <laughs> no, that's the Zach Ronaldo Award for aptitude and punchitude. <laughs> aptitude and punchitude has got to be a record of somebody from the 80s. Like some shitty pop band from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Aptitude for Punch to Dude. The Aptitude for Punch to It could be a hair metal band, too. Yeah, I can see Dokken doing that. A little Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, the crew, so, 100%. That's the, yeah. <laughs> Motley Crue's Aptitude for Punch to Dude. <laughs> I got an Aptitude for Punch to Dude. <laughs> uh, who would. Um, NAK, maybe? NAK is maybe one that we would appreciate. I'm thinking Hazy. Hayes is a good one, too. I'm thinking Yeah, Kevin you know Hayes. what? Yeah, he would. Yeah, I think so. Or, or Konechny. But I'm th- I think Kevin Hayes. I think, yeah, I think Hayes would deserve more than Konechny. Like, Hayes very quickly became, like, the, the heart and soul of this team kind of guy. Yeah. And also one that we didn't all hate with every second of it. Like, all, we all didn't hate knowing that he was going to get this award, I guess. Because I think, la- it wasn't last year, wasn't it McDonald got it, but he wasn't even in the building? <laughs> like, they did it the last regular season game of the year, and he just didn't show up because he knew he was scratched. Yeah. And then, uh, like, they just didn't, yeah. So. Well, the Hart Award was Sean Couturier. McDonald got the Class Guy Award. Class Guy. Oh, okay. The, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, Couturier does deserve, deserve the Hart, yeah. The guy who shows up to class most often. Yeah, a.k.a. the biggest dorks out there. 
Yeah, the nerd yeah. award for for ner- nerding. <laughs> for nerding it up, for being a big time nerd. We should we should make our own awards actually for the 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 fuck episode coming up. We should because you're not gonna believe this, but we're uh, yeah. I don't know what we're doing yet for that episode. <laughs> Who knows? Who we're knows? still working through the ideas. That I we mean, gave up. we already know one award winner, and that's uh, the Yarmir Yager Award for using your ass the best to play the game of hockey, and that would be Kevin Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. Really gets his ass into it. He's really out there doing stuff. You know, I'm gonna back that ass up. <laughs> don't you juvenile me <laughs> this year, 2020? <laughs> now, uh, was that song bigger than slow motion? If we can get juvenile, the I juvenile think that was a, my recollection was that back that ass up was a pretty huge song. I think it was. I remember it being huge. I don't know if slow motion was just more because I know that was a big song too. I, I would assume back that ass up is bigger. I've heard it referenced more. It was on the box yeah. all the time. It was on the box all the time. That was true. Kids these days don't know what the box is. <laughs> we might have once upon a time, children. There were music. There were television channels the thing called television cable television there were channels dedicated to uh showing music videos all day music there was videos. mtv but there was also the box where you could call a it was a pay number right oh i don't even know what you're talking about you don't know what on. i'm talking about i don't fuck believe me so. i had mtv and vh1 growing up oh fuck when they actually still played music videos oh, and i'm God. talking about some of the big bands like train uh christina aguilera uh that's about it. Now, way back then, like the Backstreet Boys and Sank fucking way back in the 90s and stuff. The box was know. a channel you could call and request a video. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know. I uh, forget maybe. if it was... I forget if it was a, a pay phone number or not, but yeah, it was It was trashy as shit. For some reason, you're the, uh, the paying for thing reminded me of a... You remember like the collect number calls like the ads for the one like dial down the middle 1-800-COLLECT I think it was yeah yeah like that how do you that used to be a thing too that nobody under like 25 knows what the fuck we're talking about right right (laughs) because yeah the idea of music videos though that might be like one of the like I I don't think they're anywhere on TV anymore and they they're on YouTube but they are not on TV anymore and I remember, like... Because MTV pivoted completely into reality television. To just and Jersey getting, Shore and offshoots of Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, I, I think it's like, there's, like, three categories of it. There's the, the catfish category, the Jersey Shore category, and the, like, laughing at idiots category. Would you put the team mom category in the laughing at idiots? Or would that be a separate category? Maybe that's another category. That might Maybe be there's that, four, yeah. <laughs> The four tiers of modern MTV. <laughs> God, they got a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff going on in MTV. Take out all the music, make it confusing why you're called music television, and then uh, just a lot of people in despair and just uh, tape it all. Same with VH1. VH1 did a lot of that shit with like the. Uh... Except VH1 pivoted to the more audacious side, where they're just like, wasn't it just like RuPaul's Drag Race and? Oh, I was gonna say like trashy like game show things like the what was it the Flavor of Love where oh, it's yeah. just like everybody and like the the. The heart of love, the shape. It was something with Brett Michaels too. Like the, they were all just bad, terrible shows that I watched for a lot of time during my formative years. So it probably explains probably explains a fair amount. But uh, yeah, that that's what they've been up to. They've been killing it. (laughs) What is? 
We should just look up what is MTV. What is their lineup look like right now? Actually, I'm I will look that up if you. Can, I'm gonna look that up if you wanna <laughs> continue discussing whatever the fuck we're discussing. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna. I like try that we had this. such a, a focused podcast earlier this week. The fuck episode was really focused. We went through every Flyers lineup for ten years and picked the horrible players out and. Made nothing a, a top to ten list. And yeah, there's this just is, nothing. Yeah. Every episode has to be like, we talked about Tanner Luzinski. That is the only actual tangible Flyers news right now, was they signed Tanner Luzinski. And we don't even know when he's going to play next. Do you know what I mean? So, like, what what are we doing? But uh, I, I guess what I could do, too, while you're looking up the MD, MTV schedule, was I was going to run through the uh, – currently doing the top 25 under 25 at the website – uh, we got through posting 16 through 14 today, so I was just going to talk about these three players. Wait, hold off on that because I found the MTV schedule. Oh, you did? Yeah, fuck it. And they are fun. literally showing ridiculousness until 11 a.m. when they are showing Rush Hour. Which Rush Hour? One followed by three. What happened to two? Did you ever notice that two? Like, just Rush Hour? And Lethal Weapon. It's always Rush Hour 1 and 3. Lethal Weapon's always 1 and what? I feel like it's always 4. I feel yeah. like, and it's the same with Rocky, too. I feel like they're always, like, it's always 1 and 4 for some reason if they have to pick out 2. Die Hard, they, oh, they always, they never show Rocky 2. They never show Die Hard 2. Yeah. And mostly and yet, for good reason. Yeah. But apparently they made enough at the box office they were like, fuck it, you want to pump out a third? And then they do. <laughs> Yeah, it <laughs> is weird though. Two usually gets completely bypassed, and like, yeah, you you always yeah. see Die Hard one and three, and the less said about the ones after three, the better. But <laughs> uh, quick, Chris Tucker power rankings for roles in movies. Um, <laughs> Rush Hour three, Friday, Silver Linings Playbook. Hmm. Do we just want to? I like him in Silver Linings Playbook. I do like it. was probably his best role because he was actually acting. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The other two, well, the other two, he was you know being a smartass. I'm always shocked when I turn on that movie and I see Chris Tucker. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie though. It is a good movie. I enjoy it. I don't watch it right now though, but yeah, Uh, the uh, I'm I'm thinking. So probably him in Silver Linings Playbook, right? For acting, and yes. Could, yeah, and that comes down to um, Friday. I'd say then Friday. Or, yeah, probably Friday. He did have, he had a lot more memorable lines on Friday. Rush and Hour I is mean, very broad. It is a very, very broad action comedy. Yeah. I don't even know if we can, is his line from that movie even funny now? Are you allowed to laugh at that joke? I don't think, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't it's think just, I mean, that mo- that movie's bo- mostly him dancing and screaming at Jackie Chan. <laughs> And driving. He does three things. He he screams, drives, and dances. Alright, here's what's good. Jackie, uh just be ready to do some martial arts stuff. Uh Chris, scream. Just scream. Scream at at Jackie Jackie. Chan to And we'll film it and then we'll yell cut whatever. So get at it. So like that's that's all we want in the Play a Jay Z song and we're good to go. Uh yeah, that's a pretty shitty lineup though. Ridiculousness for I mean we're talking about twelve hours now. Yeah. If they had started right now. And also... It, it, yes. <laughs> it probably started hours ago. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, they've got to be getting bored over there, too. There's like, fuck it. We'll just put on Team Mom 2 for 17 <laughs> hours and we'll see if anybody notices. <laughs> I've noticed that. We're talking about quarantine, going quarantine crazy. I've noticed that 
with me, it's not, I forget which days it is. It's like, sometimes I'm just four or five hours off guessing what actual time of day it is. I don't know if you've experienced that yet. I'm guessing not since you are actually working from home. Yeah, I, I have a structured nine to five work like schedule. Okay. But I mean, like today, I, I thought it was like two when it was seven. Hopefully. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on, Steve. I just need to go outside today. And it didn't happen, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try do that it. tomorrow. I'll yeah. do the, uh, I'll go outside. Go for a light jog, time. Craig. How about a light jog? See if I can get a group of, uh, group together for flag football. And then just, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a wise play. idea. Yeah. See if I can get a group together for, uh, just, you know, do some rugby scrums in the park and then, uh, go home. Just call it as much physical activity as you can possibly have. <laughs> I'm going to ask them if they can spot me while I do push-ups. So they just have to grab my ribcage or something. I don't know. I'll figure out something. Yeah. Why, why don't you do uh, trust falls while you're at it? <laughs> Practice handshakes. People across the country just falling to their deaths because they were expecting somebody to catch them on the trust fall. But everybody's worried about COVID-19. So just a lot of people fall into the cement. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about before we started talking about? Oh, we well, were we can get back about... to a flyer stop. We can talk about the top 25 under 25, oh, right. which is a broad 20... street hockey feature that we do. Was it twice a year? Twice a year, once in the summer, once in the winter. So, uh, and I chose yeah, not to participate this time because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, I did. And I was just going to tell everybody where I ranked them and then a little bit of my thought process behind them. So it was Mark Freeman was 16th. I ranked him 16th. So I, I know all I need to know about Mark Freeman. Uh, 15th. No, uh, I thought I ranked him. I think I ranked him like 18 or 19 over the summer. I mean, he did nothing but play pretty well in the AHL and then also got some meaningful games in at the NHL level. He's going to be here next year and could, angle himself more for a, a better shot at being possibly the sixth defenseman to let Braun go and they want to replace them, replace him with somebody in-house or maybe as the seventh defenseman uh, if they decide to do anything with Hag or Ghost. So, uh, and I like, I, I like his game. I, he's got a bunch of, he's got a lot of mobility. I feel like he could probably chip in offensively once he actually gets more acquainted with the, uh, the NHL. So uh, I kind of like his game a little bit. Uh, 15. Do you have any Mark Freeman thoughts, Steven? He plays hockey. He plays hockey. There, I mean, true. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Isaac Ratcliffe. That's what the site ranked him. Ranked him thirteenth. Uh, actually, I think I dropped him a little bit. And I think he dropped on everybody's list just because the he, big man. He he's too big for uh, to <laughs> too be big ranked. for hockey. Yeah, they're like, I can't. We can't talk about how big it. Uh, so I think uh, no. I mean, he has got moronitis where he's he's basically <laughs> at this point known only for being big. <laughs> Hey, I, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he had some good junior seasons, but the problem is he went from the OHL to the AHL this year. So they're initially just going to be growing pains. And then also apparently has been getting a lot of puck luck. He's only has six goals this season. He only has 15 points total in 53 games, but six goals on 92 shots. So he's shooting 6.5, which is a little, it's a little rough. Um, he also has taken, uh, according to uh, Brad's uh, useful website, Fancy Stats, uh, he's also taken 14 penalties this season, which is uh, only one less than team leaders Maxim Shushko and Nate Pross, who have each taken 15. So a little undisciplined, not really producing. Uh, I don't know, just kind of the bumps on the road we expected for him this season. Hopefully next season he looks more acclimated with the league, starts putting up a ton of goals, maybe gets around 20, and looks like he could be a useful player in the NHL. I've, next year or so, so. 
I've always thought of Ratcliffe as kind of like a, like a kind of a, a big, big lump of clay, right? That you got to form mold into a proper NHL player. <laughs> and he always seemed like a bit of a project. Fair, yeah. I mean, they, they drafted him more on his size and, and potential than necessarily his, uh, what he had at the time. Yeah. I mean, he, that's, Hextall must have really, really liked his potential because I think uh, it was one of two trades where he gave up. He lost a differential on picks being swapped to move up and get Ratcliffe, and this was when he wasn't really putting up a ton of, ton of points with Guelph, but then he had a couple monsters. I think he had 41 goals last season in the OHL, and then, um, yeah, this year just not exactly connect him. But I do, you know, I really hated that pick at first because it seemed to be like, he's a big guy, and like that was the big selling point. I was like, all right, fuck. And then the last couple of years, this game has kind of grown on me, and I can kind of see how he can mold his way into being an everyday NHLer. So hopefully that comes out uh, next season. Or this season when it resumes, you know, like next week. Uh, 14th, we put Bobby Brink, and I had him at 10. I don't think I like him more than everybody else. I just ranked him. I usually rank the uh, first-round draft picks that are killing it a little bit higher than everybody else, I think. Like I had um, 20 – I think I had Joel Farabee a little bit higher than other people last year too. So, uh, But for Bobby Brink, I just – I ranked him pretty high – Summer, uh, during the summer rankings uh, and then although he didn't have the greatest uh, world junior championship appearance uh, I think he's had a pretty solid season at Denver uh, I read a who wrote the article Scott McDonald wrote a pretty good article for him at Mile High, Mile High Hockey he writes for uh, the, the Avs website SB Nation website but you know Bobby Brinks at Denver so he's able to uh, go and watch him play a little bit talked a lot about his game and um, I mean it Bobby Brink may kind of look like he's having a down year too. If you just look at the stats, because he had 35 goals in 43 games last year. The what USA else is there to look at, Craig? <laughs> There's a lot of tape. Yeah, I mean, uh, just stats. You know, that's all. That's all about numbers. Uh, and then uh, this year he only has 11 goals, but he's in. It's 11 goals in 24 games as a freshman, playing in probably the toughest conference to produce in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, the NCHC. Uh, so I. I think he's been fine this season. He has a pretty good season, and hopefully he's just going to keep going. He's going to look better in his sophomore season and uh, just keep progressing. So I expect him to be a lot higher than 14. Maybe not a lot higher, but he'll be a lot higher this time around next season. But for the summer rank, he should be like borderline top 10, I think, based on uh, if anybody else graduates. So uh, that's 16 through 14. I'm not going to tell you who 13 through 1 are. You'll find out. So, uh, yeah, slam dunking on the uh, listeners real quick. That's how they made it through our uh, Chris Tucker and Paul Rudd score. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, well, Stephen, uh, do you understand the games I'm about to talk about? That was a that's a reference to whatever the hell Chris Tucker's joke was. I don't remember the exact <laughs> line. <laughs> do you understand the words that the are words coming, out of, coming out of my yes. mouth? Yeah, I yelled at Jackie Chan. Yeah, a lot yes. of. Uh, a lot of racial humor going on there, but let's talk about these fake games. Uh, so just to let everybody know too, in case you haven't been keeping up with these fake flyers, they're Oh, three and one coming into these four games based on the Sims I've done. So you're they a terrible like big Al. You are abysmal as big Al. I'm using the lines he set up and the team just isn't playing. For well, you got to so make I'm adjustments. Big Al would make adjustments. You're not making adjustments. Yeah, that is true. I mean, again, no, you're right. I really, you are a be. terrible ass crew. <laughs> You're fired from the ass crew, Craig Forsyth. 
please don't fire me from the ass crew. I have nothing else to do right now. <laughs> I gotta assume these games, baby. This is what don't bring it, me bring on. Me bring me on as assistant coach. I will write the ship. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring you on, and hopefully, uh, well, I will say we'll be joining a team on a uh, two-game winning streak. A little bit on that in a second. But first of all, the first game of the week they lost to Dallas three to one. Lead shots twenty-four to twenty-two. Uh, Hayes had the only goal. Are you still doing four-minute periods? I mean, yeah. Come on. Well, the thing is, and unless I'm not seeing it somehow, the only way I can send this is if I start an actual season. The way I've been doing it is I'm trying to actually line up the lines from what the lines looked like the last time teams actually played. So then if I do a season and do try and do the Sims in the season, i got to make sure all the players are on the same team during the, uh, like the, the fake season, which I can do. Or I can just do it this way, and it takes about 20 minutes altogether, and I'm done. So I'm going to keep – and they started winning, so I'm going to keep doing it this way. Fine. Yeah. I mean, they started turning around, but we got to talk about the losses first. So Hayes had the only goal. Hart, 19-22 for an 8.64 save percentage. Still a bum in this mode. Uh, Corey Perry, three points. Tyler again two assists. Uh, and Ben Bishop, 23-24 for a 9.58 save percentage. Sly continued two to one loss to Nashville. They were outshot Nashville twenty four to sixteen. Forchek had the goal off his assist. The from Predators, Hazen Myers. Yep. They outshot the Flyers twenty four to sixteen. No, no, no. The Flyers outshot the Predators. Oh, uh, okay. I was. Ooh. And then Pekka Renee stood on his fucking head. Nine fifty eight save percentage on twenty four shots. Carter Hart once again, young man letting his team down fourteen to sixteen. Eight seventy five save percentage. Everybody was laughing. Nick Manino two point game. Rocco Grimaldi also scored for the Predators. Then they started, the, the boys started turning around. Uh, they started uh, getting shit in gear. So uh, uh, they won 3 nothing over the Islanders. 3 nothing win. Outshot the Islanders 20-14. to Doing a lot of shooting in these couple games here. Uh, Hart, 14 save shutout. Finally showed up. Uh, took on responsibility. Voracek, Braun, and Grant scored for Philadelphia. Nobody had a multi-point game. That sounds probably like the most Islanders flyer stat line ever right now. Uh, and then also... They played the Red Wings, obviously, even in a fake Flyers Red Wings game, they can't lose that. Beat the Red Wings three to two. They outshot the Red Wings twenty six to twenty, or they were outshot twenty six to twenty. They did get outplayed. Hart did stand on his head. Uh, twenty four of twenty six, nine twenty three save percentage. Drew Law and Raffle scored. No multi point games again, and also uh, Hag scored on Hart in this game. As I watched the replay, so there you go. That's what happened uh, in the fake games. Fake Flyers now two five and one. They've won two of their eight games. Got to do a better job. Yeah. That, well, again, two of eight games, but they're they're on a two-game winning streak. So I'm I'm looking at this as a, uh, a going in the right direction, and I'm hoping uh, they can keep rattling off these fake wins because we have nothing else to to talk about. <laughs> There's not. We just need everybody. I love how everybody is doing the sim games thing though. Like there are different accounts that have popped up simming the rest of Flyers season. I think the the hockey news is doing it for like every regular season like game that's left. Like everybody, it's the uh, it's gonna become the new sports, EA Sports. I think for the next couple months here, and uh, I'm excited about it, Steve. It's all crowd into a stadium to watch some esports. <laughs> Love it. Hey, hold yeah. hands. <laughs> Maybe kiss that's a little bit. You're still talking about video games, right? Where is this going? <laughs> oh shit! I'm watching. Oh uh, gee. Uh, the. Uh... No, I don't want that. 
What well, I was going to say, the, uh, the play where Crosby got hurt in the 2009 Cup. Why are you still watching that? Do you hate yourself? It's not. It hasn't gotten bad yet. It, uh, you know how it goes. I know. Yeah, you're right. You just love it. Craig loves the game that much. I just fucking, you know, I'll watch a replay of uh, the team I hate the most winning the Cup 10 years ago. 11 years ago. You love the game. Ago. Yeah, just love it. All right, uh, well, I can watch get, Philly Feud with uh, Mike Messinelli on that. That sounds abysmal. Yeah, I would rather watch a blank screen. Uh, or the 2017 Home Run Derby. Let's Honestly, that sounds better than the Penguins game. <laughs> okay, we, did, we do have a topic to talk about. We, uh, we, we did yeah. get... Uh, so Comrade Mikey on Twitter sent us over a topic. He wanted us to discuss what three flyers we'd bring with us to a desert island, players or staff. Thank you. So... Uh, Mikey, we're going to take this and we're going to make this a, a two-parter. We're going to do Desert Island, but we're also going to do which flyers we'd most like to be in quarantine with <laughs> as per the theme of the day. Uh, we'll go with Desert Island first, though, as is the topic. So if I had to pick three flyers for a Desert Island, who would I go with? Now, can I throw out one that I know I would want? Like if I, theoretically, if we were on a Desert Island and we were trying to survive it, right? Like, I just need to... Endure. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going with for Desert Island. So, I think Matt Niskan is the obvious choice. He's the most bad guy on the team. Ooh, okay. Wouldn't so, be annoying, wouldn't say a lot. He would just, like, help me find a hunt for food and then, like, help me get shelter. Okay, so, Niskanen's a good one. I, I think we're going to make a combined list here then. Because, okay, yeah. so Niskanen's a good one. I agree with that. I would like to put forth Sean Couturier because okay. yeah. Sean Couturier is good at everything. He's good at literally everything on the ice, so I just imagine he'd be that that versatile player that you'd want on the island that can, can do anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. Make a fire. Make a coconut radio. Make. I I feel so. Matt Niskanen would have been my choice for a player that would have actually helped kept me alive if I wanted to go the real pessimistic route and assume that we were already going to be dead on the island. I just wanted to live it up for a couple of days. I think I'll bring a TK with me. Like we would try, I don't know. We would try a bunch of different things and pretend there were shots and then probably like die in a couple of days. But okay. the, the time leading up until the death would be fun. We'd just be joking around, not knowing what's going on, making a couple jokes. So that's why. So if I wanted to be a uh, fun and brief, I think I'd go TK. If I actually wanted to survive it, I'm leaning towards Neskinet. There you go. Yeah. So, I, I just feel I like TK with all that trash talk, like I he feel like you'd be talking to animal on the island and get us eaten alive. Oh but yeah. Well, I, I feel like you'd be trying to make hilarious. a fire or something, and like he'd just be sitting there going like, "Man, you really suck at that. Why are you so bad at that?" <laughs> just me holding back tears. I need your help, TK. I need your help. I've been rubbing this these sticks I'm together for two tired, hours. I've, my hands are chapped. Give me shit the whole time. Hey, way to make start start a fire there, bud. Just like just keep yelling at me the whole time. So see, I feel but like Hayes fun. might be a good happy medium for that one. Yeah, he is another good one too. Yeah, that would have been a that's a good mid range one. I feel like he would make it a lot more fun, and he had a chance of surviving, even though you know it would probably go down anyway. But it would be it would be a nice combo of actually helping you out and also helping the time pass by. I don't, I mean... I think those are the three. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, those are the three. We'll go with those three. All those right. The three. Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, that's that. And then um, quarantine. Go... I would say pick one quarantine. flyer to be quarantined with. So and just to keep it topical, uh, Claude Drew did pick Michael Raffle. That is not our choice. Mm. Um, just like he picks him for his his most beloved line mate. He, Drew fucking loves that 2014-15 season. He can't stop talking about it. He was like, it was the best time of my life. I was, you know, I was playing at the top of my career, and I had fucking Michael Raffle on my line. Love it. So I'm sure he always wants to uh, quarantine. Uh, all right, so probably somebody that would take it seriously. <laughs> so again, leaning towards Neskinen. Mm, uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, Brian uh, Elliott. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like number one, Brian Elliott is uh, around my age. We're we're old guys, so we could we could relate to to old guy stuff. Listen to some some records and shit, you know. Do what okay. old guys do. Right. So listen to Zeppelin and ACDC. Honestly, and, uh, I, I think we're just gonna sit there and listen to Zeppelin all day. <laughs> You're gonna play some Metallica. See if you can tell if it's Metallica or Pearl Jam. The usual conundrum we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Craig. I'll go. <laughs> the the inside joke there say. for you folks is every time I do the James Hetfield from Metallica voice, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, Craig always just thinks Eddie Vedder and starts doing that. What, what's your what's your Eddie Vedder impression where he doesn't do syllables? He just doesn't say any syllables. So like, like that's that's all he does the entire time. But it's for any song he does, so he just never actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the thing is is when you do your james hetfield it reminds it once makes me want to do my eddie vetter so i just lump it in as my eddie vetter I mean, that's, impression that's the though. duet tour we've always wanted is hetfield and now and we've vetter. got time <laughs> now we've got time to go recreate that yeah right. yeah that, that'll not be an atrocity that mm, i don't know people people need something to watch right now anything and I don't know. It sounds like this thing's going to get wrapped up by like next week. So we're talking about like we could go out into the public next week and do all these shows, and then just go from there. So. Yeah, I can learn to play guitar in a week. I can too. Well, I'll learn. I'll learn bass. You learn guitar, drums, and vocals, and then we'll go from there. Oh, so I get to play all three at once. Yeah, yeah. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. What? What? You can't do it. You're going to start making excuses now, or? I always make excuses. I'm Mr. Excuse. <laughs> just... uh, I'm going to go with Elliot here, too, though. That's why I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Elliot. So, All right. Uh, yeah, so. Elliot's a good choice. Also, uh, yeah, why not? Worst I'm choice sure. to get quarantined with. I think that might have to be TK. Yeah, I think TK would absolutely be the worst one. Yeah, he's or just going like... to be chirping you all day. You make dinner. Are you call this chicken? This is dry as shit. Or, um, like, yeah, Scott nerd. Lund. I feel like Scott Lawton would spend too much time, uh, like plotting a murder. Like he would be too, he wouldn't respect social distancing. So like when you're asleep, he'll be watching over you while you mm. sleep. And that'll be like, that's not six feet. So that'd be a whole thing. That's so that's what point. I'm going with that. Yeah, that's a good so. point. Yeah. You want to do this batch update, dude? Sure. Talk about, talk about these. Uh, well, it's, it's a short one. We're just and, about at that uh, hour point, so this is perfect timing. Oh, no. Oh, all right. We'll start talking about plus minus again real soon. But uh, according to Ian and a uh, friend of the show, Pardini36, former batch contestant Colton Underwood has been hit up with the uh, the Coronies. Uh, according to the internet, he was... He's the, the Coronies? 
uh, the coronavirus. He was on the 23rd season. Of I know, but did you call it the Coronies? <laughs> I thought, yeah, Coronies, uh, CV, uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, all these things. That's They're getting all lumped You're together. losing it. <laughs> when you got cutesy I, nicknames for the, the virus I'm, that's killing us all, you're yeah. losing it. Yeah, you're right. It's probably not the Coronies. So, uh, he... <laughs> It sounds like he is okay at the moment, though. So, uh, according to the internet, he was on the 23rd season of The Bash. He ended up with... Uh, so, it's not Pilot Pete. Now, Pilot Pete. I don't know if he was... I think he was on a season we talked about. I think. I don't know. I think he was on the first season we did of The Batch Update. But, uh, apparently, ended up with Cassie Randolph, who was on the show. Uh, apparently, ended. she was part of the final three. He dumped the other two after she said no to him to go chase her, apparently. And uh, I think they're together now. And then, uh, yeah, he ended up getting uh, the coronavirus. So used to be a fullback for the Eagles. There was a whole thing with him jumping over a fence. I remember that on the batch. And uh, so, yeah, that's the batch update. And this, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a last batch update for a while. Unless, you know, they bring it back soon. Which Maybe I don't think you should start watching it and reporting back. Ooh. Ah! Or Maybe. or you could, I'm going to volunteer you, this was M's suggestion, you watch Love is Blind, or Ian watches <laughs> Love is Blind. Yeah, that's what, yeah, fuck. And I mean, you're going to watch Love is Blind and report to us, right? Ian was, yeah, Ian was kicking around the idea, I'm not going to, uh, I'm again not going to say he has to do it, it's his call. But uh, if he doesn't do it, also, well, also, I mean, I would watch Love is Blind, but, uh, you know, a little inside baseball a little behind the scenes as i've told you before the show steve something's going on with my netflix right now so everybody please think of me during these times because i can't watch netflix at the moment it's a real kick in the balls yeah it's something uh got a new debit card was saying that the debit card wasn't uh like the expiration date was wrong went in to go change it and it's still uh still not taking it and i do have money in there so before you start the whole no money jokes don't don't go there so, Thanks uh, for clarifying I, that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can already see the jokes coming. So, but the the whole thing is, I can't watch Love Is Blind. I can't watch the. Uh, oh my God, what the hell is the new show we're talking about with the uh, uh, the crazy guy named Joe Tiger uh, Tiger Man? Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? No. No, I, I heard about it. I haven't okay. checked it out yet, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I haven't it's seen a, that. the show. All the kids are talking about. Cheers. Yes, that you got it. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about with the guy from uh... the guy from every Pixar movie. I was gonna say Ted Danson. What else? Uh, the, the Good, good place. place. Yeah, The Good Place. What else? He was in something else too, though, wasn't he? Becker. Uh, here's his main thing. Becker. Good. Lord. We should one of these episodes. We're gonna do a power rankings of Becker episodes. <laughs> I've never seen a second of Becker. I've never seen it either. I just remember some of the characters. He's also on. He's on Curb Your a lot. Or, not curb oh. your a lot, curb your enthusiasm a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's another show I gotta oh. yeah, I have to go back and watch all the time now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I need an HBO login, I think. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We yeah, we we'll just say right now. What's your login stuff? It is Love Lawton sixty nine. All right. So now and then now I'll share my social security with everybody. It is. Uh, <laughs> we should just do an episode of that. My my social security it. number is eighty eight ten nineteen. Nice. For Corbin Knight, 
uh, Paul Ranheim or Brian Christopher Radulovich and uh, yeah, who the fuck? There's no other eighty-eight. Branko Radulovich. That's a good one. <laughs> a name I've never been able to say properly. Yeah, yeah, Bronco. Just White Bronco. I think it was the his nickname he went by. Branky Reds. Yeah. <laughs> and no eighty-eight. So we'll say uh, Camo Team and M plus Yanni Nenema. Okay. If you really want to think about the opposite ends of defenseman spectrum. Yanni Nemina. <laughs> I'll never forget Gary Thorne saying it. Yanni Nemina. Drove me I'll nuts. Never, I'll never forget watching uh, Darren McCarty pants Yanni Nenema in game four of the Cup. I don't want to talk about that. And then looking at my dad, and he just looked at the TV for about half an hour. So that was, uh, that was a good time. Yeah, I want to uh, 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 yeah, talk about that. Mm-mm-mm. What we should talk about, Steve is news that's happening around the league. Around the ATL, league. if you will. So, uh, Tuka Rask hints he could retire after the 2020-21 season. This uh, really caught me by surprise. I saw this come up the other day. I'm like, really? Now, uh, so that was something that Bruins fans have been discussing because there's nothing else to talk about. And then I think I saw a, an excerpt from the radio interview. Radio interview where uh, You said that part- very boston in honor of Tuka <laughs> yeah, well, Ra- Radio. Uh, yeah, I'm staying on break. By the uh, radio <laughs> interview with Tuka Rask. Uh, well, speaking of, Tuka Rask apparently has a fucking killer Boston-like impression, Boston accent impression. Is that right? Ever, you know, yeah, which is, it's just funny considering, you know, finishing everything. Uh, but apparently they, his contract runs out after next season. They were like, and he was like, and I don't even know what I'm going to do after that. And then like, just kind of left it open to the idea that he could retire. So it's a very loosely, it's not cemented he's going to be anywhere in 2021, 2022, but he could possibly retire. I mean, he has been around for a minute now. Right, but there's a guy on that team that's like a decade older than him that's still hanging (laughs) around. Yeah, fair, yeah. (laughs) And and Rask is the starter, so I guess i got to figure out some shit up there. So Um, Toronto and Kyle Clifford are both interested in an extension. Uh, Jake Gensel could return if the season is unpaused. Uh, he has missed the last 30 games of the season. Shoulder injury. Uh, both Dougie Hamilton and Sammy Vatanen could return after the season pause. This isn't to Dougie and, and Vatanen. It's to the Gensel news. I yeah, Gensel I, news. I called this, and you know what? Forget the cup. It's off. Yeah. You know, I mean, we see where this is going now, right? See where this is going. We're going to watch the Flyers and Penguins in a playoff series in July where Gensel's back and the Flyers aren't that's, hot anymore. That's a hat trick a game for Gensel. We already yeah, know so, it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's not that I'm scared of Jake Gensel. Rush. I just hate the Penguins' luck, and I know how this plays out. I, I've i seen this movie before, and I don't like how it ends. Yeah, no, exactly. I did not either. <laughs> uh, some signings, too. Right-hand defenseman Zach Whitecloud is staying with the Golden Knights for two more years, 725K a season. Loved him in Final Fantasy 52. <laughs> Olafson is uh, signing with Montreal one year, 750K. The Avs signed center TJ Tynan uh, for one year, 800K. It's a terrible name. Yeah, it's the worst name I've ever seen in my life. And then uh, Connor Bedard becomes the first player granted exceptional status in the WHL. Exceptional status is giving to players that want to play junior hockey but uh, and can play in their age 15 season rather than just their 16, 17, and 18 seasons. He's the seventh player to be granted ex- exceptional status. Uh, in the OHL, John Tavares, Aaron Ekblad, Connor McDavid, Sean Day, and Shane Wright who was granted, I think, 
this season and ended up with 66 points in 58 games as a 15-year-old in the OHL. Um, and then in the QMJHL, Joe Valeno. Those are your the six players from before. It used to be, and I'm not trying to dunk on these last couple guys, but it used to really... I mean, Tavares, Ekblad, and McDavid, those are some pretty big names to... Uh, the, the, you, you know, there's something that comes with being an exceptional status player. Uh, Sean Day was a little bit of a miss. No idea about Shane Wright yet, but Shane Wright looks pretty good so far. Um, and then Joe Valeno was kind of a, a little bit of a miss, too, because he's going to be a fine player, but ended up going 30th to the Red Wings and isn't like somebody who is obviously going to be a superstar in the league. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Connor Bedard, remember that name? A couple of years he's going to be going like first or second in the draft. So Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. <laughs> and that's uh, that's around the league, and that's that's it, Stephen. I am not working on anything for tomorrow, but I should have my what am I listening or what am I watching for Monday, and then hopefully uh, some other stuff next week as well. I can't believe they're going to let you write an entire article about. Porn I can't believe. I. <laughs> so first of all, me neither. Secondly, you could have just stopped it at. I can't believe they're going to let you write an article, and that would have been like that still. <laughs> fucking bananas but yeah the uh yeah so look for uh you said pornhub right yeah so look for the article on pornhub uh i'll be talking about all the categories uh ranking the videos from how good they are starting with the longest ending with the shortest (laughs) i'll be wrecked take that however you want (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh boy what a note to end this on hold on hold on hold on we're not we're not moving on In in time how long each film is by time fucking oh my god i'm done wrap it up not and also i didn't mean it like that oh my god i'm getting off this fucking <laughs> if you have any feedback for craig his twitter handle is <laughs> sports are bad <laughs> oh god These episodes are gonna get fucking weird like oh, they're I'm, just I'm gonna here be for real weird for yeah i'm here for it we're definitely just... gonna do a drunk episode at some point too. oh we, yeah no yeah we fail yeah absolutely well yeah. bourbon steve action come your way one of these days yeah that, fine. And that, as the days all blend together now who knows what day it'll happen yeah i mean who the fuck yeah we might be doing that like a tuesday afternoon so <laughs> be ready go. for that shit just call out and like i got a drunk podcast to record <laughs> Week, yeah, it's just like week five of the quarantine. Your we workers like, oh, sure. I mean, that sounds that sounds about right. Go ahead. Go nuts. Great. <laughs> take, take Terrific. Off. Oh, yeah. If you have any feedback, uh, you can reach Craig at Sports or Bad on Twitter. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb. But for your hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole and follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey and just you know we've got so much tangy tent coming your way. So much great content right now. We're sticking with it. We're still pumping stuff out there. And the entire BSH crew has been putting podcasts out left and right. And I'm just proud of the entire team for sticking with it and and putting stuff out there. Bill Kelly, Charlie, uh, us, you know, and I know Steph is taking a break from the podcast game, but, you know, Steph has had a lot of important podcast contributions to this blog. And we got to still recognize, recognize. We, I was gonna say we we collectively as a unit, not to brag, have been uh, have been fucking killing it during this quarantine. Yeah, the podcast section. Yeah. Still pumping out the regular tent, even though there were literally no games going on. So, uh, patting just myself on the back for that, and you guys all get handshakes. There you go. All, uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gang. 
we are loopy enough. We had rambled enough. It's just about the stroke of midnight here. Perfect time to sign off. But thanks so much for listening. If you have any feedback, those Twitter places. All right, I'm done. I can't talk anymore. Good night and good hockey. And wash your damn hands. Wow, sheer hands. <laughs> wow, sheer hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody, this is Flyperbole. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!